Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Boss Talks. I'm one of the hosts, Christine Drummond, and here is my co-host, Joel Lord. And today, we're going to be talking about why you don't get what you really want in life. And we're going to give you some tips around how to actually do that. However, there is a fee for listening to our podcast. You hear it every podcast for our regular listeners. But our fee is that if you get value in the information that we share, if you find this interesting, entertaining, educational, please share it on. That's the only fee. That's all we ask of you. And that's how we get to pass on this knowledge for free to the masses is by you sharing it. If you love it, even if you don't love it, but you think other people will get value, then please share it on. So Joel, today we're talking about why people don't get what they really want in life. And we were talking about this off air and there's so many reasons why people are not getting what they want. And one of the ones that I wanted to mention was it's because one, people don't know what they want you know, and I remember doing a tour um, a couple of years ago and we asked people, you know, what they were working towards, what did they want in life? And no one could give us an answer. They had no idea what they actually really wanted. They knew what they wanted or what they should have in regards to society's expectations. But a lot of the time they just wanted that stuff because it was what they perceived as the norm. That's what everybody did. That's what everybody wants. And I'll give you an example, like, um, you know, to get married, to have kids, to have the house, you know, people think that they want that, that stuff. But if you dig down, there's a lot of people out there that don't really want to do that, but they do it because their partner or somebody else in society puts the pressure on them and says, that's the way that life is. That's what you should be following. That's what you should want. And so people do it. But I know guys out there that have got married that don't really want to get married, that have had kids that always, they didn't want kids. And now they've given into their own values and their own wants for somebody else. So we see it all the time, don't we, Joel? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's something that I notice a lot of the time is people don't get specific with what they want. Mm. So not only they don't know what they want, they also are not specific. So how, how can you actually know what it is that you want is in front of you? And how can you actually take action to go after it if you don't specifically know what it is? Mm. So, you know, we get, taught by Kirk Ashley that the universe is a, a thinking stuff, not an assuming stuff. So you, you, you are getting what you're asking for. There's no doubt, but the universe doesn't know if it doesn't know what it is, it can't like serve you up the exact, the exact thing. So, you know, you need to activate that part of your mind, which is your brain, which is the reticular activating system. Uh, I don't know if the listeners have done this before, but have you ever, been in a seminar or something like that and the person has said i want you to look around the room and think of everything that's red and look at look at everything that's red notice everything that's red notice everything's red and then he gets you to sh- or he or she gets you to close your eyes and then says okay i want you to speak about everything that was blue you've really looked so you know everything that's red you've noticed everything that's red but because you weren't specifically looking for blue it hasn't come into your awareness. Like the listeners right now, if you're like, you wouldn't know the feeling of your feet on the floor until I just mentioned it. So I brought it into your awareness and it's just like that. You really got to get specific. You've really got to 
know what you want if you ever expect to get it. And the next thing is you've got to be really great at asking for it. Like my, one of my coaches that um, has helped me immensely, I asked him, how did you get so successful? Because I was always looking for any tip I could get to be more successful. And he said to me, Joel, honestly, I just got really great at asking for what I wanted and I was totally okay if I got told no. And that is his secret to success. So I'm curious, is there anyone out there in podcast land that's listening to this that, you know, hasn't really asked for what you want? So, Because how are you going to get it if you don't ask? Mm, I love that. And that's the other thing. People aren't asking for what they want, you know, and we see that so often. And um, you're going to share a story about your son in a minute because he's very good at getting what he wants. But that brings me on to being a parent, you know, because how often do we say to our kids, um, don't ask for anything when you're in here or stop asking for that. Or, you know, we were talking about this off air, like as parents, we're, we, we don't want the nagging. We don't want to have that conversation. We don't want to say no to the kids. So we just tell them to stop asking for things. But if you beat that out of them and um, they're going to go through life and not ask for things that they deserve or for, to ask for things that they actually really want in life. So you've got to be really careful as a parent that, um, you know, we say to our daughter, look, we want you to ask for things like go for it, but you've got to be okay with when the answer comes back and it's a no, you know, you're not always going to get what you want. Some days we will go, yes, you can have that if it's reasonable um, but also as a parent, you've got to be careful, like, what are you saying no to? And are you just saying no, because you're, you're, you want to be controlling? Like, are you saying no, because you're trying to teach them something? Or are you saying no, just because you, you don't want them to, um, like you want to get the nagging, stop them from nagging and that kind of thing. So, um, to give you an example, you know, um, let's say your, your child comes in and, they want to have um, five minutes of your time to show you something that really is important to them and really lights them up. But you go, no, I don't have time for that. I've just got to go and get this thing done. They're asking you for something that's important to them and you haven't recognized that. So they're going to come back another time and they'll do it again. And if you're too busy and you say no again, what, what are you doing for their self-worth? You know, what lesson are you teaching them? Are you teaching them that they're not important enough? Are you teaching them that your work is more important to this thing that's important to them? So we've really got to be um, careful about the, the language, the verbiage that we use around um, things when our kids actually ask for stuff. Yeah. And um, do you want to share the story of, of your son? Yeah. And just like that brought something up for me. Like listeners, like you must understand that just be little boys will come and tell you and little girls will come and tell you what's important to them. And if you shut them down continually, you'll teach them that to not come and tell you stuff that's important. Now, something that's important to them at five or six might be, Hey, look at this Lego thing. What's important to them at 16 might be way more dire. It might could even be life and death. So really be mindful that you want them to be able to come to you at 16, 17, 25, 30, 40, and be able to be comfortable with telling you that something that's important to them. If you shut them down, it could lead to disaster. And I'm not like, I'm not bringing that into anyone's life. It's just a fact. You really want to train your kids that you're there for them and, and, and be able to, you know, have, have them understand. Cause like, just like, like 
whatever's it may not be important to you yeah. may not be the biggest thing in your life like looking at a lego thing for the 38th time for the day <laughs> might not be that important uh, to you but to them it's the most important thing in their world yeah. so be really mindful and you know you, i'm not i'm not encouraging bad behavior either there's like there's 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 a balance but please really just be mindful be in control be present when you're making the decision whether you you know whether enough's enough but yeah be mindful of that but to move on to a, a funnier note uh you know one thing i learned i look at other great parents and people that i admire in their parenting because like one of my highest values is to be really bring up conscious amazing young men and into the world that help the planet and make the world a better place and <clears throat> so i look at other people that are doing a good job too and i think people like grant cardone and elena are doing a great job uh what i see and one of the things that he he doesn't he doesn't get involved when his kids want to have something he actually encourages them to go get it so he's like hey you don't get the cookies until you do a deal for them so he, he encourages them to learn how to go ask strangers for what they want like and that like people probably go oh my god he gets you to talk to strangers like within common sense range okay so what happened I, I went to pick up my son and he's six and i picked him up from school and it was the book fair and he brought out the little like i don't know if at your school you have them but at this school there's like a little magazine and it's like a little order form and he goes i want this book he's really specific he really really specific on what he wanted so he was bringing it into his life i said oh where are you getting it? He goes, it's at the library so can we go now and i went oh okay so he's already asked for what he wants twice and he's he's on a roll so he goes into this uh library and there's all these books there and there's a kid looking at the last book that he wants and my son walked up and just went and took it and said this is my book and he went and paid went up and paid for it and my wife Vicky goes, oh, I'm not sure if that was okay or not. I'm like, well, I want to teach him if he's designed that way to go and get what he wants. And I don't want to like uh, drum that out of him. I don't want to like tell him why that is bad. Why asking for what you want is, is a, is a bad thing. I, I believe there's enough abundance for that kid, my son, all of us in the world. And the reason why there's haves and haves not is because that, some people are just really great at going after what they want. And I want my son to be one of those. Now they know like not to be bullies. They know they weren't, they didn't like do anything wrong. He just was more assertive than the other kid and that other kid snoozed. So he lost mm -hmm. and that might be shocking to some cotton wool parents. Mm -hmm. Although I wasn't brought up in, cotton wool and I'm going pretty well. So I turned out okay. Uh, like some people say that anyway, anyway, that's the story. Like, I, and I want to continue that with my son and I want him to be like, he's developing in even at six to be a great little entrepreneur. He gets what he wants. And why would I ever want my kids to not get what they want just to fit into society and maybe not embarrass me? Like, I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I think um, because it's drilled into us from a young age to not even ask for things, it shows up in our adult life. You know, we don't ask for that promotion. We don't ask for that pay rise. We don't ask for the sale. We don't ask for, you know, for things in life that we really want. Like, um, 
sometimes you don't know how you're going to get it, but ask the question, you know, we've got a mentor of ours and we've been to a couple of his seminars and he, he implements things like he has this idea. And then within 72 hours, he just knows that somehow it's going to show up and hopefully be implemented. So it was about first class. Like he wanted to fly first class and he didn't have the money. He didn't know how he's going to make it, but within 72 hours, I'm going to fly first class. And opportunities opened up once he made the decision to, you know, and it was specific, things opened up. And now he's, doesn't he have like a life membership or something of flying first class? Like, yeah. hey, how does that happen? You know, and it's all because he had the thought, he had the intention of making it happen in 72 hours. And then he... Um, he allowed the opportunities to come and something that happened to me recently as well. Like um, my family and I are going to the Maldives next year and I said to my partner, let's manifest $50,000. Like let's manifest 50,000. We have an awesome holiday and then we can um, pay off a few bills and you know, blah, blah, blah. But here's the deal. I got really specific. It can't come from your work. It can't come from my work. So this 50,000, oh, and it can't come from a death because I didn't want to lose anyone. Um, so I was super specific. And then I was like, um, it can come from any, like in predictable, unpredictable ways. I'm open to that. Um, so what happened was we didn't even realize that we hit it until a couple of weeks after. And I was like, I actually think we hit that 50,000 that we wanted. And it was because we took action outside of the norm that we normally would but it was, it was focused intent. Like we weren't focused every day on 50,000. We've got to get this 50,000. We had the thought, we were specific about the details and then we let it go. And then we took necessary action just in our everyday life to bring it about. Now, um, today we had our workshop and I was sharing that story and I said, now my next goal is 100,000 in 90 days. You know, and I don't know where that $100,000 is going to come from. I don't know how it's going to show up. I've had the thought, I've put the rules around it, how I want it to come in, um, you know, and now it's it's like, okay, if I don't hit it, mm -hmm. but I get 80,000 in 90 days, am I going to be sitting in the corner crying because I didn't hit it? No. Like, so you've got to, you've got to not just have the idea and the, um, the want, but then you've got to, like you were saying today, Joel, in our workshop, you can't just go and sit on a rock and meditate the 50,000 or whatever you want, right? You've got to actually go, okay, this is what I want. I'm really clear about it, really specific, kind of let it go then and then go and take some steps that are going to put you in opportunities way to make that happen. Does that make sense? That, sense absolutely. And that, uh, that actually went over pretty well. I, I almost went on a, uh, on a tangent when I said that. <laughs> I just see so much of it out there that there's, that it's only, that you can do nothing and get everything yeah like and realistically that's not true there mm. has to be the other laws of the universe like you have to have cause and effect you need to put the effort in now when you decided that you were going to get that goal you took inspired action and we, we talked about that mm. today mm. what a lot of people do is they have the idea that they want to make the fifty thousand dollars and then well they have the thought and they have the idea of what they can do with it. So that's like, oh, I want a $50,000 so I can go to the Maldives. And then they have a constrictive emotion come straight up after that. Mm. So they ha their idea makes them feel like, oh, I don't have the money or 
I can't do that. That's not for me. Which makes them take uninspired action, which gets some shitty results. Mm. What we taught today was something that our mentor taught us and it's, it, it's worked. <laughs> There's $50,000 that's worked for you. So it's worked working for me as well. But we have the thought we want the $50,000 to go to the Maldives and then that excites you. So you take inspired action. So you're actually fueling the, the outcome with positive energy that actually is growth energy, not like constrictive, not mm. so you're actually expanding your life and then you're going to get the results and you're not tied to the when or, you know, so much like you just reset the time and you just go after it again. And you got the $50,000 because you, you took, you, you did something crazy, right? You actually went to an event, you learned something and then you applied it and mm -hmm. it worked. Mm -hmm. You made it. Oh, you made it. It wasn't shelf development. I'm wasn't. super proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like crazy. So yeah, fantastic. So. Well, there's an, there's another story I want to share too. Um, before I had traveled overseas and this comes back to have the thoughts attach the emotion to it of what, how you're going to feel when you, when you actually, um, so thoughts, ideas, emotions go into inspired actions, with lead, which lead to the results. So, um, I wanted to be able to travel anywhere in the world. Right. And I didn't have the money. Um, and I learned all this stuff. Right. So I had the thought, how cool would it be to be able to travel anywhere you want in the world when you want with who you want? And then um, I was picturing myself doing it. I could see the places. I could see who I was with. I had the tears of gratitude going, wow, this is amazing because I could visualize it. And then a plane flew over um, right where I was sitting at the right time. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's a sign. So then I took the inspired action, started a side hustle business, and then it started to pay for the most incredible trips and experiences. And now I've been overseas, I don't know, like 10 to 12 times. Sometimes the family's been there. Sometimes it's been awesome. They haven't been there. <laughs> um, sorry, kids, if you ever listen to this back. Um, but sometimes you just got to get away, you know, so you can get some, get back in tune with who you are. Um, and then I got the results. So, so many people though, and what I see, Joel, is that, they have the thought, they have the idea of what they want, but fear comes in, doubt comes in, and they don't learn to dance with it. They don't learn to, um, to take the risks. They, they vibrate at this lower level of scarcity and um, focus on the lack of rather than asking better questions of themselves. Okay, if I want this, What's the first step? How can I make it happen? I don't have the money. How can I get the money? I don't have the resources. How can I create the resources? Who do I know that has the resources that maybe I can align myself with? You know, so we, we don't believe in the unseen. We think, oh, I've never had that before. So it's unattainable for me. Someone else has done that so, and they've just got lucky or they've got a different life to me or, you know, we, we want these things but we don't truly want them. It's just like we just throw things out there and say, oh, I'd, I'd love that, I'd really like that but we, we're not in that inspired space and we let that little voice in our head talk us out of it why we're not deserving of that thing that we want. So I suppose what we want to really instill in you guys that are listening to this today when you have that thought, 
speed of implementation is so important. When you have that idea, when you're coming from that inspired space and, um, you know, it was like you were talking today at the workshop, you know, when we were kids and we were thinking of our perfect house, like I remember having a house that was two to three stories and there was a slide where that like kind of like a blow up slide that you could come from the top floor down to the bottom on this slide. And I still want that in my house. You know, I'm not letting go of that dream of having that. And I've seen people implement this stuff in their homes, right? So I know it's possible. Um, but you've got to start looking at some of these wants, these dreams through the eyes of your eight year old self. As we get older, we start to get more serious. We start, we stop taking the risk. We stop asking for things that we really want and life becomes a little bit more boring and we start missing out on opportunities and things that would really set our soul on fire because we think it's unattainable. We think it's silly. We think it's too childish to ask for that, you know, but we want you guys to know that you need to start, start asking for things, you know, and then taking that inspired action as we spoke about. Yeah. So like, what do you think about the people that are out there buying stupid shit, which is, <laughs> And, and trying to keep up with the Joneses and, you know, I, I often, when people visit my house, they often ask me where my furniture is. Well, I don't, what I mean by that is my house is quite large. Like we're able to do, a, we were able to do solid events here and I don't have a couch. I don't have a bench for the TV. I don't have any of that. For many reasons, it's just not important to me. Mm -hmm. And I think, well, if I bought a lounge, I would just be sitting on it. <laughs> I don't really want to sit on a lounge. I either want to be laying down in bed or sitting at my computer or out doing something. So I want to be more active. And I think that just, but there's people out there that would just, as soon as they got the house, would have to go out and buy the $15,000 lounge or the big TV cabinet and everything like that. Well, you know, like we could do that. And I don't want to. So it's just, I'm not saying that if you do want that, that it's stupid shit to you, but there's probably other stuff. Like I just see a lot of people trying to keep up with the Joneses. And, you know, when I re had to do my life reset financially, like I worked at a garbage tip. <laughs> I was willing to, to, for better word of saying like eat some shit to, to get, <laughs> to get back. And it was embarrassing and it was all these things, but it was also fuel for me to get the hell out of there. Like I didn't, like I was specifically asking for the, for a business to come along and it did. I was, so I had that reticular activating system looking for a business opportunity to get me the hell out of that job. Mm -hmm. And I just see so many people getting held back because they think they should buy this. They should buy that. Oh, the crowd I'm in is buying that. Well, that means I need to. Well, you know, you might, if, especially if you're in a crowd of people that are in a different league to you financially and you're trying to keep up with them, well, they don't actually think you're cool. They probably think you're a bit of an idiot, <laughs> you know? So like, what are you willing to give up the car? Are you willing to give up the house? Are you willing to go back and, you know, reset your life and you can do it anytime. You know, if you've come along the road and you've made a mistake and you, you can, you can turn it around. Like there's nothing, there, there are very, very, very few things on the planet that could ever be going on in your life that can't be fixed. There is nothing that you are going through right now that someone else hasn't gone through and most likely got out the other side smelling like roses. And, you know, to smell like roses, sometimes you've got to crawl through the, the mud. But is it worth it? Like, so what do you, what do you think? Do you, you would see this a lot too. People just... I do got, see it a lot. Got the fake, 
like fallacy of what they should have and they yeah. you know so yeah yeah and i and it's society's expectations like people think that um yeah that we have to want certain things in our life and we were speaking off air about this before like how often are we taught that this is the way life goes like you've got to get married you've got to have kids um then you settle down you stay in a job you be loyal to that job um you know and this is just what's expected you know but times are changing um less and less people are getting married and um you know, I think, and as a parent as well, for the parents that are out there, um, there's certain behaviours that your kids do, like maybe they're spending too much time on devices and you're like, get off your device, you've been on your device, and but you're not focusing on what you actually want. So this is something recently that happened in our household and uh, we they were spending a little bit too much time on devices so we now implement what's called an active hour. So I'm like, okay, well, what do I actually want to happen? What do I want to see? Okay, they're spending too much time on devices. I want to see them be more active. I want to see them be more creative. So for an hour in the afternoon, right before dinner, we have this active hour where we can do whatever creative, fun, as long as we're moving and using our brains and bodies, um, we go and do it. But I wasn't focusing on um, what I didn't want and be getting all narky about that. I focused on, well, what is it that I actually want? The same thing is like our son. Our son keeps getting out of bed at nighttime, right? He's three. Drives me crazy, right? But now that we've changed it and stopped focusing on what we don't want, which is getting out of bed, we focus on, well, we really want him to stay there. So we've got a new routine where we rub his back for five minutes and that's all he needs, five minutes. We rub his back. It gives us a chance to connect with him. My my face, because Tom works away, my face is usually the last face that this cute little boy sees before he drifts off to sleep. And I get this beautiful time with him that usually is spent being really cranky and frustrated because he keeps getting out of bed. So instead of focusing on what I didn't want, I was like, well, what do I actually want? I want to have a more peaceful relationship. I want it to be calmer when he drifts off to sleep. I don't want to be threatening, you know, smacks or being, you know, putting me outside or whatever, whatever you have to do, <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to have a better relationship. So I focused on what I did want and then took the inspired action, attached the emotion to it. And then now I've got the result that's both better for me, better for him, calmer household, more positive, And we both go to bed feeling a lot better about the situation. Does that make sense? So you can apply this to any aspect of your life. That's what I was just about to say. Like it's a universal law. It works everywhere. It works in your health, your, obviously your relationship with your kids, your partner, you know, money. So what I thought we'd mention is the big part that I think that's had a, played a large role in people not getting what they want is that they give up so quick. And what I think was an unintended consequence of the credit card revolution is that people didn't, they're not used to actually having to work for anything anymore. They can go and put the credit card down and get it now. You know, when you look back at our grandparents, they saved until they could get the TV or the car. They never went to get a credit card and, and just slap it down. Like there was like delayed gratification in that regard. So I think that's a I think that's a large problem. I think I think people quit way too early. You know, 
to, to get to the top of your mm-hmm. business, uh, in your health and wellness business, like how long did that take? It took like four, three, three, years, three, three yeah. to four years. Yeah. Like, well, you're a rock star because to actually build my business, it was a bricks and mortar business uh, in the supermarket industry. Like, and yeah, I would have, I was successful along the way, but to where I actually felt like I was on, not cruise mode, but where I was really had gained the momentum that took like 12 years. Mm. And that was like, there were, oh, there's no way I wanted to work seven days a week and crazy hours. And, you know, towards the end, I tapered off a lot and I got really smart with what I was doing. But in like all the way up there, like there was like, in that time I was working, I was working paper jobs. Like I, so I was the owner of a supermarket and to make ends meet, I would go out and do a paper job. So like I would just literally walk up the road, do the work, come back and open up the damn store. And I was like, don't worry about sleep. And I, if I knew Christine, she would have yelled at me because rest is so important. But I just, I'm not expecting anyone who's listening to do crazy things like that. Although I was willing to do whatever it took to get success. And when I had to rebuild it again, I was also, again, willing to do whatever it took. And if it, you know, the thing that Kirik Ashley taught me is if you've got a goal, he gets you to set it and then he goes, okay, so let's just say that you're going for this goal and you get zero results for 20 years. Would you still go and do the work? So you get zero. So you got to actually take the action on this goal and you are going to know that you have to go without any results for 20 years before you even may or may not get the goal. And if I say no, he goes, you don't actually really want it. He goes, it's not going to take 20 years. But if you aren't willing to go that far and consistently do the work, well then you're not actually serious about it. And that's, that's like, you got to believe that the treasure's out there and it's worth going. And you said before about the, you know, we shared it today, like with the, the observer and the visionary mm. and you're saying like you're speaking about that and that's it. You've got to believe that, that you can have what you want and it will be, the work will be worth it and that it exists in the world for you. And here's a tip. If you can imagine it, it can be imagined in your brain. You can hold it in your hand. So yeah, like I just really, what do you think? You yeah, see a lot of I people quit early. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people don't realize that everything that, that you desire is already available. Everything you want is already there, but we, we talk ourselves out of it. We tell ourselves we're not worthy. We, we quit way too early. And, um, you know, my getting to the top of my, um, my health and wellness business, because it was so in alignment with who I was and my values and it set my soul on fire every single day. And I saw the bigger vision of what my life could be and how I could impact and leave a legacy. There was no way I was going to quit. And I didn't care if it took 20 years. I just loved the way that it made me feel and it made me feel like me. And I think, I think that's really rare that people find that thing in life that where they can just be themselves. You know, most of the time someone will pay us um, a, a wage and you've all got a threshold or a benchmark that you will allow someone to pay you to put your dreams and hopes on the shelf. It might be 50,000 a year. It might be a hundred thousand a year, but a lot of the time we will, we'll, we'll do it for that pay packet and we will work someone else's values and for someone else and what they want and help them create the lifestyle that they want to put ours on the back burner. 
And I see this a lot with parents, actually. I see a lot of parents out there and I watch my parents do it as well. Um, they didn't upskill themselves. They didn't think they were, they could do anything else. They were just working to put food on the table and providing the life um, that they thought was the best for us. And they did an incredible job and we didn't go without much like they, they got by. Um, but I see so many parents out there that stop fulfilling their own dreams to put their kids needs ahead of theirs, to put their employers kids ahead of their, you know, and it's just, it's a vicious cycle if you get trapped there. What are you, and what are you teaching your kids? You're, you, you're teaching your kids to put other people before themselves. Are you okay with that? Mm. I'm not. I want my kids to be able to put themselves first in an honourable way with integrity. Like I said, we're not, we're not bringing up little, <laughs> little de deviants, you know, little devils or whatever. But like, you know, we really, you, whatever you're doing right now is what your kids are going to do. Like you really need to understand that, like that's that's going to happen. So, um, yeah, they'll, think, they'll do what you do, not what you say. Yeah, and I think just to recap here, there's some people out there that don't want to live a big life. Mm. They they they're happy to go and work for an employer. Yeah. They they want the simplicity and they want to be told what to do. This podcast is not for you guys. This podcast is for the people that want more, the people that know they're capable of more, the people that know that. They want this. They want they want this thing up here. For I'm assuming that everyone can see me, but no, <laughs> the listeners probably can't. But people put the wants out there, but then um, their energy, their vibration, what they're putting out to the universe is not matching exactly what they want. But this podcast is to really wake you guys up to go. You know what? I am deserving of that. I I am willing to make sacrifices and mm. to give up. You know trying to beat the Joneses for what it tr is that I truly want, you know, because sometimes we do things because we think we want them. But when you dive down, when you dig down, it's not what you really want at all. This podcast is for people who aren't for sale. Yeah. I'm not so for sale. Yeah. I, I was just thinking then like, what, what would an employer have to pay me to get me to give up what I'm doing now? Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a price. I literally, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I just don't think I got one. Like, and then another thing, like I told you off air, that my coach said, because um, I'm looking for legacy. You know, the thousand year plan. Like, what what are people going to be saying about me in a thousand years? And he he said, like, what what would it be like if it wasn't about business? Have you ever thought that the big thing that you do that leaves a legacy isn't involving business? And I was like, wow, that's a really great question. So I pondered it, and then on the next call, he said, so what did we come up with? And I was like. I don't know. I, like he goes, well, okay. So imagine that business wasn't in your life. There was no way that you could do business. It just wasn't part of your existence in the world. What would you do? And I had nothing. Like I really, really just don't know what I would do. Like I would probably go, like I said, go see the grand slam tennis and I might follow the, uh, the athletics around Europe for a, a year. And then after that, I'd be, wondering what the hell I could do. So like, I, like I'm not for sale. Mm. I, I am not for sale. So that's, I think that's where people go wrong. Mm. They, they don't understand that there's a price on their dreams and maybe they should make that price higher. If you do have a price on it, great. Like, and, and listen, we're, we're not making having a job uh, like wrong. There's no right, wrong, good or bad. It's just not right for us. Although if, 
a job is how you get to fulfill your dreams, then you really are on the right podcast. Like I, we want you to like, maybe we're speaking in a financial sense and that's like, they, some people just want enough mm. money so they can be the best mum in the world. Like you said yeah. today, like yeah. that it's the same thing. Mm. Don't let that be for sale. Mm. You know, find a side hustle to allow you to be mum care and not daycare. Like, you know, if you want to be the world's greatest fisherman, go do that. It doesn't need to be, you know, do, do what lights you up. Go for that green dream yeah. goal. Get that water slide mm. in your house. If yeah. you want it. And I think sometimes we do have to take the job to figure out what we want. Like I've, I've had so many different career changes, but it took all those career changes to figure out who I was, what I wanted, what I really wanted. And I, I don't make a great employee. I've got great work ethic. So they probably think I make a good employee, but I hate being told what to do. I hate being, I'm not very good at following rules. Um, you know, even when I drive, I'm always a little bit over the speed limit. I don't sit right on 100. I might go to 103 or 105, you know, and I'm sure there's other people out there the same, but, um, this, like, we're not making anybody wrong because some people don't want the big life, the extravagant things. They don't want to travel the world. They don't want to leave the impact, the legacy, but what we want for you guys is we just want you to turn up as your best self. We want you to know, well, if I don't want those big things that these two weirdos on this podcast are talking about, I still need to figure out what it is that I actually want. Okay, I want uh, the, the simple house with the white picket fence. I want the family. I want the wife, the husband, um, you know, and I want a job that I go to work every day and it fulfills me. And maybe that's it. That's your life. But people don't even get to that. And we did an exercise today, Joel, which is um, 25, um, sorry, 100 goals for the soul. So there's 25 different goals and there's four, so you write four in each one. And people today, that was one of their favorite exercises of today because these are things that people aren't talking about. So it's like, what are four concerts you would love to see? What are four sporting events that you'd love to see? What are four wonders of the world you would love to see what are four countries you would love to live in for more than a month you know what are four cities you would love to explore like these are things that people aren't asking every day because they're stuck in the grind they're not even seeing past the day or the week that they're in because they're in the monotony of life so we just want you guys to start thinking differently to start asking better questions more empowering questions to start attaching the emotions to the desires that will light you up, that will set your soul on fire. And I know that we hear that a lot and people are like, but I don't know what sets my soul on fire. Well, you're not going to know unless you change something, unless you try new things, unless you're open to new possibilities. Don't be that person that's got their arms folded all the time and you're so closed off and you're so um, stuck in your ways that you miss out on these opportunities that are around you all the time. There's so many ways to make money, to find careers that light you up to find people that will support you and uplift you and inspire you and mentor you. And, um, you know, if you see a nice car, find out who drives that car and how they came to owning a car like that, like a Lamborghini or something like that. Like get curious, ask more questions. And it's not just a matter of like, there's a house here on the Gold Coast um, that, 
that I really feel like has been built for me. And I've spent many, many hours sitting out the front of it, getting selfies, crying with gratitude because I know that that house will be mine one day. I already have visualized the kids and us on the porch and having the barbecues. And it's only a matter of time now before the event catches up. I have no idea how I'm going to own this $10 million house, but I know that it's coming. It will be ours because I've done the work. And it's like Conor McGregor. Someone asked Conor McGregor when he won the world championships, um, you know, um, is this a surprise for you? Like, and he was like, no, this is all familiar. I knew a long time ago that I wanted this. I visualized it. I rehearsed it over and over again. I knew that I was going to win because he had the thought, the idea, the emotion attached to it. He took the inspired action, did the training, and he got the result. And I think, Pete, that's the process. It's that simple for getting everything you want in life. And it, like it, we, we laugh about it because it is so simple. But people are not willing to even go past the second step. They just have the thought and that's it. Most people won't read the thing after we give it to them. <laughs> You know, like it's, it's, it's how it is. And one of the things that when I'm speaking to, uh, about our events and I'm speaking to mentors that are like done it for a lot longer is he said, like, it's not going to be for everyone, you know, success isn't for everyone. And it's the people that will do, do the work now, you know, even in that the goals of the soul, like the numbers don't lie getting specific about your goals. If you write those hundred goals down and obviously they're specific 75% of them will be done in five years. It's like, it's crazy. Like, would you like to have 75% of your goals ticked off in the next five years? And people know that it works. Mm -hmm. We're sharing with it, with with our audience right now that it works and people close to me, I've shared it with them and they won't do the work. They won't even write the damn thing out. If they do it at an event, they'll just, It'll become like a like just paper in a file. It might end up in the bin. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't even get taken out of the event. Mm-hmm. They leave it behind, and like I just think, well, they look at people like you, myself, and then you know Andy Priscilla and all those things, and they uh, Tony Robbins, and they think that we're lucky. Mm. Except we just did the work, yeah. and we didn't just sit on the rock. Yeah, we did. At times, we sit on the rock. We also did the work and that's why people don't get what they want. All right. Oh, you're totally right. You're totally right. And um, if you are at our workshop today and you have not filled it in, please fill it in (laughs) because it is so powerful. And um, I lost my train of thought, but Joel's right. Like after, and this is why I don't believe in bucket lists because people put things on their bucket list that they're eventually going to get to. Whereas if you're writing out a list of things, a hundred goals for your soul that are going to light you up, like cities, experiences that you you actually want your soul to have, um, because this is something that Kirik Ashley teaches in his um, book, How Would Love Respond? At the end of the day, when you're on your taking your last breaths, all that you've got is the love that you gave, the love that you received, and the experiences that your soul got to have. But people have these bucket lists and they... A bucket list has the, um, oh, like, what am I trying to say here? Like, people expect a bucket list to be, like, something they'll do later on in life. Yeah, in their 60s. Yeah, in their 60s when they're retired, <laughs> then they'll get to the bucket list. Whereas this 100 goals for the soul, like, you write them down now and in five years' time, 75% of them will be ticked off. Like, 
isn't that more empowering than creating a bucket list um, that you're going to get to if you make it? You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, how, how many people? So, you think of your favorite thing that you like to do. Now, some people love skiing and they think, well, when I retire, I'm going to go skiing. Now, let's be honest. How many 70 year olds do you see on the ski field? Like, really, what are you waiting for? Like, are you hopefully your hips good enough to, to do it? Like, yeah. you know, if you love surfing, surf more. If you, you know, do it now, like, you, you're not promised tomorrow. But you just got to go and get it. You got to be like my son and just go up and grab the book and say it's yours. And I think too, like you've got to stop waiting for other people to, like if you're in a in a relationship, like I was always waiting for my partner to see the vision that I saw and come on board, and and I was waiting for him to to book it or to do this. And um, I'll give you an example. Um, so my partner Tom is thirty eight. He's, he's never been to the snow in 38 years, lived in Queensland most of his life. My kids had never been to the snow. So I was like, oh my God, like um, we're going to, we moved to a place where like an hour and a half from the snow. Right? I'm like, we're going to the snow this year, not waiting another year. Like we're going to the snow. And we only went for a day. We didn't even, it was a few hours, but it was the most incredible few hours. And the thing that I remember the most is the look on Tom's face and my kids' faces when they felt snow for the first time. And I'm getting emotional about it because I will never forget their faces. It was pure joy. And how often these days do we get those moments where you see pure joy in someone's face when they're experiencing something for the first time, where their soul is so lit like it's it's the most beautiful thing it's the most beautiful thing and but i was waiting for him to book that trip i was waiting for him to go yep yeah, righto we can go here i just booked the flipping thing i made the arrangements i i got it all in place and we just went so like if you're waiting for other people if you're waiting for someone else to take charge no you take flipping charge of the things that you want and we spoke about this today. When you're doing those things like the 100 goals for the soul, you and your partner, it's so good for you to, to do it individually, separate, and then come together with your list and go, oh, wow, a few of these are actually the same. So guess what? Now you can go off and both your souls can be lit up from experiencing this thing together and then you go and do the other stuff on your own. You don't need that other person to experience everything you want to do in life. If they don't, <laughs> we spoke about this today as well, Tom, and I'm sorry if you ever listen to a podcast, I don't think he ever will, but Tom loves Tool. And I'm sorry to all the fans out there that love Tool. I don't get their music. It's contradictory. I can't figure it out. It's not for me. And that's a concert that Tom wants to go to. And he wanted to know if I wanted to go. <laughs> and I said, oh, if I have to, but he could only get one ticket anyway. So that's the universe going. Yeah, you manifested that. Yeah, I, mean, I did. But I said, I'll still go to Melbourne with you. And while you're at the concert, I'll do something that lights me up. You know, so don't be afraid to do these experiences on your own. It's okay that your partner doesn't want to do everything that you want to do, you know. And um, Tom hates exercise. He doesn't want to exercise. I love exercise. I'm not trying to change him. I'm not trying to get him, you know, out of bed to run every day no it's not his gig it doesn't set his soul on fire um and he gets a lot of um movement in his job anyway his job's quite physical so you know i'm not there and i think so many people try and change people 
but you've got to make sure that your values, you, you stay true to your own values and to the goals that light you up and to the wants that you want, you know, don't try and surrender your wants for somebody else's or that you, because you think you should want it, you know, stay true to you. And, you know, I said it before, like so many people are giving in because their partner wants something or um, their kids want something. And, you know, I always say to Tom, like, if you don't want to do something, if you don't want to come here with me, or if you don't want to go to that event, then please don't go. Because I want people to do things that they want to do. I don't want to force anyone into doing anything. So that's my rant over. Love the rant. I think we're good. <laughs> I, think we're gonna, I think we got our point across. Oh yeah, go, go do what you want. Go do the work. Be willing to, you know, ask, you know, knowing that everything that you want is in the pockets of strangers and you need to get really great at asking for what you want and being totally fine with getting told no. Yeah. That's it. Boom. Have a most outstanding day. Bye. Damn. Uh. Yeah.